Hey, everyone. It is Thursday, February 22nd, and you are listening to the Mo News Podcast. I'm Jill Wagner. This is the place where we bring you just the facts. We read all of the news and read between the lines so you don't have to. Happy Friday Eve, everybody. As you can hear, it is just me today. Mosh is traveling back to New York from Arizona. We will be back together on the podcast tomorrow. I'm not sure if I'm the only one, but these short weeks have me just entirely out of sorts. Monday was a holiday. My kids are off this week, but I know that in other parts of the country, kids have school. We are doing a staycation or just not traveling for the kids' vacation, which when you have young kids can actually feel like more work. But it has been nice to kind of like slow down, not have to rush to school in the morning, no after-school activities. So that is where I am right now. And I hope wherever you find yourself on this Friday Eve, you're doing well. And as always, I promise to keep this short and sweet. So here are the headlines. Let's start with the crisis at the border. The Biden administration is considering going it alone and taking action to make it tougher for migrants to seek asylum in the United States. Meanwhile, what would GOP frontrunner and former President Donald Trump do when it comes to the border if he is elected for a second term? It has been nearly three years since Russia invaded Ukraine and a big loss for Ukrainian troops on the battlefield. We're also learning that an ex-FBI informant who has been charged with lying about the Bidens had Russian intelligence contacts. What we know. And what Elon Musk is saying about Neuralink's first patient implanted with a brain chip. Plus, a global heat wave is taking aim at Japan. And what a new study says about how long women need to work out to get the same benefit as men. And for once, it's actually some good news for women. And a song that I have personally worked out to this week, Beyonce's Texas Hold'em. It has debuted at number one on Billboard's Hot Country Songs chart. Have you guys heard this song yet? If not, as soon as you're done with this podcast, I highly recommend you take a listen. I am personally very into it. And on this day in history, here's your clue. You could check out anytime you want, but you can never leave. All right, let's get to some news, starting with the U.S.-Mexico border. With immigration a top issue for voters this election season, the Biden administration is now considering going it alone without Congress to try to get control of the border, where a record number of migrants have been entering the country illegally over the past few months. Officials telling NBC News that the actions would make it harder for migrants to pass the initial screening for asylum and also quickly deport migrants who don't meet the criteria. Here's how this would potentially work. In their first screening with asylum seekers, officers would be instructed to raise the standards that they use in what is considered credible fear interviews. The Biden administration would tell Immigration and Customs Enforcement, or ICE, to deport those that arrived most recently. So in other words, a last-in, first-out policy. The White House has not made a final decision about this yet, In fact, a decision could be weeks away, but it is an action that could be taken, according to experts, relatively quickly. A congressional aide who is familiar with the current deliberations tells NBC raising the bar on asylum and deporting more newly arrived migrants are considered, quote, low hanging fruit. On the other hand, critics say that this last in first out policy still leaves millions of migrants that are already in the United States, including thousands who are homeless in major cities like New York and Denver in a, quote, long legal limbo as their immigration cases are pushed to the back of the line. 
So you could see no real good answers here. As we've been reporting on this podcast for months, Republicans and Democratic senators had been working on a bipartisan plan with the White House to strengthen the border and tighten immigration laws. It was part of that national security bill that included funding for Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, and also funding for the U.S.-Mexico border. Ultimately, House Republicans said that it was dead on arrival in the chamber, either because of pressure from former President Trump, who doesn't want to give Biden a win during an election year, or perhaps they felt like this bill really did not go far enough. Regardless, a White House spokesperson not commenting on these specific ideas that the Biden administration is looking at, but said, quote, no executive action, no matter how aggressive, can deliver the significant policy reforms and additional resources Congress can provide and that Republicans rejected. We continue to call on Speaker Johnson and House Republicans to pass the bipartisan deal to secure the border. Now, without Congress passing another aid bill, whatever it looks like, ICE is facing a budget shortfall of more than $500 million and could have to start cutting key services. The New York Times is reporting that to stay within its current budget, ICE would need to cut detention levels by more than 10,000 spots within months, which means the agency could be forced to release thousands of people that are currently in custody. And then there is former President Trump, who has made the crisis at the border a top issue as he looks to win back the White House. So what are his plans if he were to win? Trump has said that he would waste no time in launching, quote, the largest domestic deportation operation in American history. As a model, he is reportedly looking at an Eisenhower-era program. Back in the 1950s, the U.S. government rounded up and removed migrant workers using military tactics. Some former officials have said it would create a huge bottleneck and that there's just not enough detention space, to which Trump advisor Stephen Miller has proposed building mass deportation camps. In a statement, the Trump campaign said immediately upon returning to office, Trump would implement brand new crackdowns that would send shockwaves to all of the world's criminal smugglers and marshal every federal and state power necessary to institute the largest deportation operation in American history. And he says undocumented immigrants, quote, should not get comfortable because very soon they will be going home. All right. I mentioned that aid package for Ukraine that is going nowhere fast in Congress. Saturday marks two years since Russia's invasion, so that means we're going on year three of this war. Ukraine says it is outmanned and outgunned in its fight against Russia. Over the weekend, a big loss for Ukraine on the battlefield. Russia captured Avdivka, that is a city located about 15 miles from the Russian-occupied Donetsk region. So the city is now pretty much destroyed. It is Moscow's most significant victory since last May. And there is now a lot of concern about a number of Ukrainian troops that could not get out of the city in time. There are fears that Russia has executed at least some of the soldiers left behind. And this will certainly take a toll on morale as Ukraine awaits word on whether the U.S. will be providing any additional assistance. At this point, it seems like there are not enough Republicans in the House that are willing to pass more aid, a story that we will, of course, be continuing to follow. Plenty of news coming up, but here is a quick word from a few of our sponsors. Starting with Factor Meal, at least in my house, I know we are pressed for time and we do still want to eat healthy and nutritious meals. And that's why we are so excited about Factor. It is America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. They can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. 
I have been loving them. I grab them straight from the fridge, heat them up in the microwave, and they are legit delicious. They are not like frozen grocery store dinners. And you get to skip the extra trip to the grocery store, the chopping, the prepping, the cleaning up, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. You could choose from over 35 weekly meals. It's flexible with your schedule. Get as many or as little as you need. You could choose 6 to 18 meals per week, plus you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And do not sleep on their cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. I I think the cold-pressed juices might be my favorite. So head to factormeals.com slash monews5050 and use the code monews50 to get 50% off. That is code monews50 at factormeals.com slash monews50 to get 50% off. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that is you, make 2024 the year that you finally check it off that list with Babbel. Babbel, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L, is a science-backed language learning app that actually works. They have quick 10-minute lessons handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and they are rooted in real-life situations delivered with conversation-based teaching. So you're really ready to practice what you have learned in the real world. That's what Babbel is all about. They want to make it easy to learn how to do things that you actually would need to do, like order food, ask for directions, speak to shops without having to consult language apps while on vacation. So here is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, you could get 50% off a one-time payment for a lifetime Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash monews. Again, 50% off at babbel.com slash monews, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash monews, M-O-N-E-W-S. Some rules and restrictions may apply. And of course, on this podcast, we're always talking about health trends and food trends, and it can be very difficult to get all of your nutrients. Well, one way to get all the important ones is Athletic Greens AG1 Powder. I've been using it for months. It is just one scoop with a glass of water in the morning. It is easy and quick and lets you get on with your day knowing that you have gotten over 75 important ingredients, including tons of vitamins and minerals. It also has pre and probiotics to support digestion and gut health. With your first purchase of AG1, Athletic Greens is giving MoNews listeners a free one-year supply of their vitamin D and five free travel packs of AG1. Visit drinkag1.com slash MoNews to take advantage of this offer. You can get a discounted monthly subscription. Or if you prefer, you could just try it one time for just a month. Again, that is drinkag1.com slash monews, M-O-N-E-W-S for this special deal and really start to take ownership of your health. All right, time now for the speed read. This from the Associated Press, a former FBI informant charged with making up a multi-million dollar bribery scheme involving President Biden, his son Hunter, and a Ukrainian energy company, Burisma, had contacts with Russian intelligence-affiliated officials. Prosecutors revealed the alleged contact as they urged a judge in Las Vegas to keep Alexander Smirnov behind bars while he awaits trial. But the judge allowed Smirnov to be released from custody on electronic GPS monitoring. So he is accused of falsely telling his FBI handler that executives within that Ukrainian energy company, Burisma, paid Hunter and Joe Biden $5 million each around 2015. This is a claim that became central to the Republican impeachment inquiry in Congress. 
According to prosecutors, Smirnov admitted in an interview after his arrest last week that officials associated with Russian intelligence were involved in passing a story about Hunter Biden. They say Smirnov's contacts with Russian officials were recent and extensive, and they say that Smirnov had planned to meet with one official during an upcoming overseas trip. Now, these claims have all played a major role in the Republican effort in Congress to investigate the president and his family. They helped spark what is now a House impeachment inquiry into Biden. In turn, Democrats have now called for an end to the probe after the Smirnov indictment came down last week. Meanwhile, Republicans distance the inquiry from his claims and say they are going to continue to, quote, follow the facts. From the tech platform Wired, Elon Musk claims that Neuralink's first patient that was implanted with a brain chip can already move a computer mouse with their mind. Musk, who's the company's founder, says progress is good and the patient seems to have made a full recovery with no ill effects that we are aware of. So this is in response to a question that he got on a Spaces audio conversation on X or Twitter. He says the patient is able to move a mouse around the screen just by thinking. Now, in general, the firm has been pretty tight-lipped about the testing and development of its brain implant. Last May, Neuralink posted that it got approval from the FDA to launch the study. And in September, the company said that it would begin recruiting paralyzed participants to test the device, which it has dubbed telepathy. Last month, Musk posted that an initial human subject had received the implant and that initial results show promising neuron spike detection. Musk sees this all as a way to eventually merge humans with AI. But for now, Neuralink aims to enable people with paralysis to control a computer cursor or keyboard using their thoughts alone. All right, now to an update to a story that we told you about earlier this week from Bloomberg. The University of Alabama at Birmingham has paused IVF treatments as it examines a ruling by the state's Supreme Court, which determined that frozen embryos should be considered children. A spokesperson for the university says, we are saddened that this will impact our patients' attempts to have a baby through IVF. We must evaluate the potential that our patients and our physicians could be prosecuted criminally or face punitive damages for following the standard of care for IVF treatments. The university's decision shows the effect that this recent ruling could have on fertility treatment as reproductive rights come under threats in parts of the United States. The Alabama Supreme Court ruling could leave those who destroy frozen embryos liable for wrongful death. The National Women's Law Center saying, quote, this really does mean that IVF is likely to become completely inaccessible in the state. It will just be too legally perilous for doctors to perform the treatment. The Alabama ruling has already drawn criticism from the Biden administration, the Medical Association of Alabama and doctors across the country. Notably, Nikki Haley, who is running for the Republican nomination for president, says that she agrees with the Alabama decision. She tells NBC News, embryos to me are babies, adding that she herself used artificial insemination to have her son. It is a different process than IVF that does not present the same complexities around creating embryos in a lab. But she says, quote, when you talk about an embryo, you are talking about to me, that is a life. And so I do see where that is coming from when they talk about that. From Axios, extraordinary winter warmth has struck Japan in recent days with hundreds of monthly high temperature records for February broken by rare margins. The heat wave is happening as other unprecedented hot streaks have been felt elsewhere from the U.S. to South America. The monthly high temperature record shocked forecasters in Japan and weather record trackers elsewhere. 
One weather watcher says that he has been struggling to come up with new superlatives to describe extreme weather events, simply calling the heat waves intensity madness in a post on Twitter or again, X. Moshe and I both having trouble with this new branding (laughs) for Twitter. According to NHK meteorologist Sayaka Mori, 337 high temperature records were broken nationwide during three days. She noted that some of these locations have been keeping weather data since the 1880s. She said snow depth plummeted to zero at certain sites, which typically see heavy snow during the winter. The record warmth in Japan matches trends that we've seen in other parts of the world since 2024 started. And these are likely tied to a strong El Nino event in the tropical Pacific, plus human-caused global warming and just natural variability. From time, women need to exercise only half as much as men to reap the same longevity benefits, according to a new study published in the Journal of the American College of Cardiology. The study's co-author saying it is good news for women who struggle to motivate themselves to hit the gym. She says, for me, the news to women is that a little goes a long way. I'll take it. In the study, men who got about 300 minutes of aerobic exercise every week had an 18% lower risk of dying compared to inactive men. But for women, it only took 140 minutes of weekly exercise to see an equivalent benefit. And the risk of death was 24% lower among those who got about 300 minutes of movement per week. For both men and women, the longevity benefits seemed to plateau beyond 300 minutes of weekly exercise. The researchers ran a similar analysis on muscle strengthening exercise like weight training, and they found pretty much the same pattern that for women, a single weekly strength training session was associated with just as much longevity as three weekly workouts for men. And there are a lot of explanations for this. Women tend to have less muscle mass than men. So the researchers say if they do the same amount of strengthening exercises, they could have greater benefits with smaller doses just based on the fact that they don't have as much to begin with. It is important to mention the study relied on self-reported exercise, which isn't always accurate. I think we all probably like to think we did more than we probably did. It also took an observational approach, meaning that the researchers looked for patterns in pre-existing data, and that means they can't necessarily prove cause and effect. It is possible that exercise didn't cause people to live longer, but instead active people in the study were just healthier overall or had other lifestyle habits that boosted their longevity. For those reasons, researchers say they need to do more studies. But the bottom line, they say that this offers a clear signal that women are not just small men, and that sex-based differences need to be incorporated into research and public health policy. They say for years, we have used men as the standard, even when it may not have been accurate to do so. And finally, from NBC News, Beyonce has once again made history as the first black female artist to have a number one country song. This is according to Billboard. I have admittedly been listening on repeat. So just more than a week after being released, Texas Hold'em topped Billboard's Hot Country Songs chart at number one. And another song, 16 Carriages, is at number nine. The R&B and hip-hop icon and native Texan is reclaiming a genre that scholars say has roots in Black instruments and music traditions, yet has historically excluded Black artists, especially Black women, 
The two tracks were released February 11th and were announced during a Super Bowl commercial in anticipation of the release of her upcoming album, expected to be out in March. She's also the first woman to top both Billboard's hot country songs and hot R&B hip-hop songs since the lists were created in 1958. Beyonce is not the first Black female country singer, but her newfound success in the country charts spotlights a genre that has historically been predominantly white and male. In recent decades, women of color have set out to forge a path for artists who look like them in the country genre, again, which has strong roots in Black musical traditions. Texas Hold'em gives Beyonce her seventh unique number one spot on an array of song charts, according to Billboard. Currently, only Justin Bieber beats out Beyonce with eight unique number one songs across charts. And it is time for On This Day in History. On this day, February 22nd, 1977, the Eagles released Hotel California, the iconic title track from their fifth studio album. And as it turns out, this song is actually at the center of a criminal trial happening right now. It has to do with handwritten pages with the first iterations of the song written in part by Don Henley. Three men have been charged with conspiring to sell pages from that yellow lined pad without the rights. The men say that they obtained the pages legally and that Henley voluntarily gave away the documents. Prosecutors, though, say the notepad was stolen before these men bought it. Meanwhile, the Manhattan DA's office is expected to call none other than Eagles founding member Don Henley as its star witness. All right, on this day in 1980, during the 1980 Winter Olympics against the backdrop of the Cold War, the U.S. ice hockey team defeated the favored Soviet team in one of the greatest upsets in the history of the Olympic Games called The Miracle on Ice. And if you have not seen the movie about the games with Kurt Russell playing the coach, I highly, highly recommend. Some science news on this day in 1997, a team of British scientists working under the direction of Ian Wilmot at the Roslyn Institute near Edinburgh announced the birth of Dolly the sheep, the first clone of an adult mammal. And ending with a little pop culture on this day in 1997, the Spice Girls conquer America as their debut single, Wannabe, hits number one. So tell me what you want, what you really, really want. All right, that's as far as I go without Mo here to sing with me. A big thank you for hanging in there with me for this edition of the Mo News Podcast. If you like what you hear, share this with your friends. It will help us grow. Follow us and subscribe so you don't miss an episode and review us in the App Store. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Mosh, M-O-S-H-E-H. Hope everyone has a wonderful day and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Mo News Podcast. 